Hello, I'm Tim Dumas, and this is the Hope for Healing Faith for Living podcast. Welcome to today's episode of the Hope for Healing Faith for Living podcast. I am your host, Tim Dumas. I'm glad that you're with us. We are again looking at the true account recorded in the Gospels of Jesus healing a man who was paralyzed. And he couldn't even get to Jesus on his own. He had to have the help of four of his friends who brought him to Jesus. And this is recorded in Scripture in Matthew chapter 9, Mark chapter 2, and Luke chapter 5. And today I want to share that with you before we go further from Luke chapter 5, beginning with verse 17. It says, on one of those days, he, referring to Jesus, was teaching. Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there, who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with him to heal. And behold, some of the men were bringing on a bed a man who was paralyzed. And they were seeking to bring him in and lay him before Jesus. But finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and let him down with his bed through the tiles in the midst before Jesus. And when he, referring to Jesus, saw their faith, referring to those guys who lowered him down and the man himself, he said, man, your sins are forgiven. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to question, saying, who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? And when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered them, Why do you question in your hearts, which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, rise and walk? But you you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, pick up your bed and go home. And immediately he rose up before them and picked up what he had been lying on and went home, glorifying God. And amazement seized them all. And they glorified God and were filled with awe, saying, We have seen extraordinary things today. Amen. But I want you to see that that this guy was lowered down. He was paralyzed. Everybody knew he was paralyzed. But what Jesus said to him first was, Your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. I don't know. The men may have been dealing with some kind of guilt or shame. Or even condemnation about things that uh, he had done or, or even his, his uh, attitude or his thoughts. I, I don't know. But for whatever reason, Jesus first addressed his sin, said, your sins are forgiven. Sometimes in our lives, when we're trying to believe God, that the presence of sin in our life, the consciousness of sin in our life can hinder us from receiving from God. And the guilt that comes with it can hinder us. And so that needs to be dealt with before we can stand truly in faith and in joy to believe God with what his word says is his will for us. James chapter 5 verse 14, it's, it's written to the church and it tells about uh, praying for sick, but it also connects forgiveness with it. Let's start with James chapter 5 verse 14 and I'm going to read through verse 15. It says, is any among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the assembly and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith will save him who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. If he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. 
So he's talking about the guy who, who was sick. If he's committed sins, he will be forgiven. See, he's connecting it. Don't, don't let sin, shame, and guilt hinder you from receiving from God because God has given to us the redemptive work of Jesus Christ for the sin, shame, and guilt. Let's look at Hebrews 8, chapter 12. For I will be merciful to the unrighteous. I will remember their sins and lawless deeds no more. What a promise. I mean, we remember them, but God says, I'm not going to even remember the things that you've done in the past that were not pleasing to me. I'm not even going to remember it. And, and here's how we get to that place. First John 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, confess means to agree with. If we confess our sins, so like if I did something wrong, I'm going to go to God and say, God, I admit that was wrong, and I did it. See, I am agreeing with God, and I'm going by his standard that the thing that I did was wrong. Okay, that's what we do when we confess. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us the sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. To cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Having a sense of sin and shame, like I said, can hinder our fellowship with God and can greatly hinder our ability to receive what God desires for us to have what his word reveals as his will for our lives. So we have to deal with the sin by confessing it. And he promised to cleanse us and forgive us. But then we most often carry shame from that. We have to deal with that as well. We have to deal with that as well. The Bible says, look, Here's what it says, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. The Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. It doesn't say we walk by how we feel. So the shame and the guilt is a feeling that we have. Okay? Now, before we confess it, there's, there's a reason we have that, because, because we know we did wrong. But once we confess it, the Bible says that we are cleansed and forgiven. So what do we do with the lingering shame and guilt? Like I said, the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, is we walk by faith, not by sight or by feelings. So let's go see what the scripture says. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says, For our sake he made him to be sin, who knew no sin. It's talking about Jesus took our sin upon him, so that in him, in what Christ has done for us and who he is, in him we might become the righteousness of God. So according to scripture, once we've confessed our sin, remember 1 John 1, 9 says he forgives our sin and cleanses us from all unrighteousness. And then according to scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, it says God made Christ to be sin, our sin, so that we could be made the righteousness of God. In Christ, we are the righteousness of God. In Christ, we are forgiven. In Christ, we have no need for shame, guilt, because all that's been dealt with through the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. Not only has he forgiven our sins, but he's cleansed us of that sin. So since we walk by faith and not by sight, then our confession should be, I am forgiven. I am cleansed of all unrighteousness. I have been made righteous. Righteous. 
and I'm in right standing with my Heavenly Father in Christ. See, we are making a confession of faith based on God's word. This is what God's word says is true, so we confess it as true for us. And if you will confess your sin, by faith receive the forgiveness, by faith know that that God forgets that sin, and by faith knowing that you are cleansed from all unrighteousness and have, in fact, been made righteous, if you will confess that, then it will strengthen your spirit that that's who you actually are in Christ. And it will do amazing things to help you receive from God because you can come to him with confidence. You can come to him with joy, not confidence in yourself, but confidence in who you are in Christ. I encourage you, start confessing God's word is true in your life. Whatever the Bible says about you, begin to say it's true for you. If you will confess the truth, it will change you and you'll find it so much easier to not only pray, but to believe God for his will to come to pass in your life. And it's all because of the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. It's all because of the mercy and grace that God gives us. But it takes faith to access these things. And our faith actually comes from the word, Romans ten seventeen. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The faith that we use to access the grace, the promises, the mercy and forgiveness and righteousness of God God gives us the ability to have faith for those things when we read his word. We serve a good God, so I encourage you, confess what God's word says about you, believe it and hold on to it, and it will do a work in you, enabling you to take hold of the other promises that we see in his word. God is a faithful God. God is a good God. Thank you for joining me for today's episode of the Hope for Healing, Faithful Living podcast. I, I saw uh, somebody online the other day said, quit calling it podcast. The whole thing's a podcast. You call each one an episode. So I'm trying to do better with that. Amen. So again, thank you for being here. I want you to know I love you. God is a good God. Have a good week. God bless. Mm-hmm.